Hi, and welcome to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. We meet every Saturday at 11 a.m. at 584 Franklin Road in Franklin, Tennessee. You can find out more information on our website at koldodi.org or watch us live on our Facebook or YouTube by simply searching for Koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. Let's read in Genesis 18, because I want to, we need to get to these. Then the Lord appeared to him at Mamre. Here's an appearance. Abraham receives a visit from three men. So, Father, we pray you open our eyes to pull wonderful things from your word. In Yeshua's name, God, speak to us through your word now. Gal Yeshua. Amen. He receives a visit from three men, whom we discover later end up being more than three men than three mere men, right? I don't know if you remember this visit, but so the Lord appears to him at Mamre's large trees where he was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the heat of the day, very hot Middle East Israeli sun, when he lifted up his eyes to, to see suddenly three men were standing right by him. When he saw them, he ran and he, does, he shows hospitality to them. And here's where he offers them hospitality of washing the feet and and feeding them of course and they begin to converse together so we're not going to go into that story we've taught a lot about this before in the past on this parsha and the three being uh, of course two are angels really and the third is actually the Lord himself and the Hebrew clearly bears that out but let's go down to verse 9 Uh, I want you to look at verses 9 through 15 for a moment. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? After conversing with Abraham, where is Sarah, your wife? And he says, there in the tent, he said. So uh, these, and especially one, has this very intense conversation with Abraham about Sarah. And she's eavesdropping. She's not there. She's eavesdropping. And so he says... Where's Sarah, your wife? She's in the tent. And he said, then he said, this is who's the third. It's, it's clearly the Lord, which we know later. I will, because he's being, I will most surely, surely return to you in about a year's time. I'll return to you. Surprisingly, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. Sarah had stopped having the way of women. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I've grown decrepit, can I have desire? And my Lord so old? Then Adonai said to Abraham, Why is it that Sarah laughed, saying, Can I really give birth when I'm so old? Is anything too difficult for Adonai. At the appointed time, I will return to you. And it really doesn't say in about a year, but anyway, that's the way it happened. But And Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, saying, I didn't laugh, for she was afraid. But he said, no, but you did laugh. <laughs> it's really humorous, the story there. So uh, 
Back in 1717, Abraham reacted similar, in a similar way to how Sarah did, but worse. Abraham was in front of God himself. Sarah here is by herself. Sarah laughed out loud. I'm sorry, Abraham laughed out loud. Sarah laughs to herself. And the reason both of them laugh is similar. Each thinks that Abraham is too old to perform and Sarah too old to conceive. And yet, there's an important difference. Sarah expresses surprise at the prospect as well as excitement. She does not express doubt about the possibility of this occurring. In contrast, when Abraham left, he, his phrasing expressed doubt. In Genesis 17, 18, and Abraham said, Oh God, uh, said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live it by your favor. Ish, in other words, he was saying, Ishmael's enough. Abraham says, No need to try for the impossible, basically. And God responds without a real rebuke to him, but he does say that the child should be named after Abraham's laugh. And he, what's the child's name going to be? Yitzchak, which is laughter. Yitzchak, zachak, zachak, laughter. I had a Hebrew teacher who said, that sounds like laughter. Zachak, 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 laughter. And in other words, but really what God was saying, name him impossible. You think it's impossible? It's nothing's impossible with God, right? So God is forbearing and very patient with us, isn't he? He's impatient. He's patient with his chosen ones. And he uses us despite our unbelief. 2 Timothy 2.13, one of my favorite verses, it says, even if we are faithless, even if we believe not, what does he do? He, amen. He remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. All right, I like the old King James Version on that one. He, if we, let's say it, if we believe not, let's say, if we believe not, he remains faithful. He can't deny, he does not deny himself. We are himself, we're a part of him. He remains faithful even though we are faithless at times. We don't trust. And that's the grace of God. And he does this with Sarah and Abram. But it is a humorous situation here because Sarah is <laughs> laughing and the Lord catches her and she says, no, I didn't laugh. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, you did. All right. Well, and then, but that statement in verse 14 is amazing. It's only three words in the Hebrew and it's the wondrous, the, it's, 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 it translates it here, not, it, it translates it here is anything too difficult for the Lord, which I love. We all love that. Is anything too difficult for the Lord? The, but the Hebrew really translates the wondrous word from the Lord. Let's say that. The wondrous word from the Lord. Or the extraordinary. The Hebrew word pela means out of the ordinary. Not the non-normal. The non-normal. The out of the ordinary. The extraordinary. The wondrous word from the Lord. Or the thing from the Lord. It could be word or thing. Devar is word or thing. It's a, something totally out of the ordinary. God can do. God's word. God's word extraordinary and he says at the specifically arranged time to meet together i'm going to fulfill it that's what the hebrew word there means the specifically arranged time where we meet together i will do it now so god doesn't predict or promise or call us to what's normal or routine but what's unusual and out of the ordinary indeed extraordinary extraordinary and he will do just as he has spoken 
And we see this in Genesis 21, first two verses, that the Lord visited Sarah just as he had said. The Lord did for Sarah just as he had spoken. So Sarah becomes pregnant. She became pregnant. She gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age at the appointed time that God had told him. So what extraordinary word has God spoken over your life? Have you forgotten it? Discounted it? Maybe even given up on it? Perhaps he wants to speak it over your life today through this message right now or a song, or maybe he did, reminded you through the song, a song you just heard or a prayer warrior after service maybe when you pray with someone, maybe. What extraordinary word or thing will he do for the people of Israel today as we pray? I want you to think about that. What extraordinary, out of the or something will he do as you pray, as we pray together today? Sarah didn't believe God's promise. She laughed at it. Yet look how the Lord saw and spoke about her later. It says in Hebrews 11, 11, by faith even Sarah herself received the ability to conceive when she was barren and past the age since she considered the one who made the promise to be faithful. <laughs> it kind of is amazing. I mean, I read it, it doesn't look like she did, like she considered the one who had made the promise to be faithful. But the writer of the Hebrews th is speaking through the Holy Spirit, through the eyes of God, God says, I see her faith. God sees that little mustard seed of faith, that little bit time where you just believe a little bit. He doesn't see all the times I doubted, all the times I wavered. He sees that time when I just said, okay, Lord, yes, I believe now. He doesn't see the, the bad times. Isn't that great? And that's the way he saw Sarah, and that's the way he sees you and I. The angel Gabriel told Miriam when she understandably asked, how can this be? He told her, nothing will be impossible with God in Luke 1. Now to him who's able to do far beyond what we ask or imagine. In Ephesians 3.20. Amen. And now in, eight, in 18, further on, verse 16. Look at chapter 18 of Genesis, verse 16 on. Abraham enters here into a special holy place. A place of intercession. Makom. Let's say the word makom. Makom is a risen place. A risen place. From the word kum, to rise. To rise. When we pray, we're, we're entering a risen place. We're entering before the Almighty, before the Holy One. We're standing before the Lord. Ahmad, to stand, means to stand in preparation to act. And then we draw near. And these words are here in Genesis 18, 16 on. It says the men got up, these three men got up from, well, it says the men got up from there and look down over Sodom. They're gazing down, and this is in connection to, usually connected to calamity. They're looking over Sodom and uh, Sodom, and Abraham's walking with them to send them off, and, and then the Lord says to him, should I keep seeing? And we know later that just two men arrived at Sodom, Sodom, so the one was still with Abraham, so the one, and it's the Lord who's with Abraham, so we know that the one was a, what we call a theophany, a pre-incarnate appearance of the Messiah of God, of the Messiah, a theophany or Christophany, some call it in theology. It was the Messiah. This was God himself. 
and God the Son, we would believe. And he's saying, he's conversing with Abraham. He says, should I keep secret from Abraham what I'm about to do? Wow. Seeing that Abraham will most certainly become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed, for I've made him myself known. And a little further down in 20, and Abraham said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great indeed, and their sin is very grievous indeed. I want to go down now and see if they deserve destruction as the outcry has come to me, and I will know, if not, I will know. Then the men turned from there and went towards Sodom, but Abraham was still standing. Here it is. Abraham was still standing before the Lord. Again, this word standing, amad, means standing in preparation to act. And then it says, Abraham drew near drew near. The Hebrew, the root means, is nagash. Let's say that word nagash. Nagash. To draw near, it means to approach to do battle. To approach to do battle. When we pray, when we intercede, which we're going to do in just a few moments now, when we intercede, we are doing battle. We are entering into battle with the enemy. He will contest it. He always contests it. When we, when we try to pray. Do you ever wonder that why that happens and everything distracts you, everything tries to stop you? When we intercede, we enter, in, we are approaching the Lord, we're doing battle with the enemy. In Luke 18, turn over Luke 18 quickly. Luke 18, Yeshua told them a parable to show that they ought always to pray, that men ought always to pray and not to what? Not to give up, right? Not to faint, not to give up, not to be, not to lose heart. Don't quit, don't give up. He said there was a judge, and he gives the story of the judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor respected people. There was a widow in that city who kept coming to him, saying, give me justice against my opponent. She kept coming. She's persistent. She's aggressive in her prayers, in her requests or prayers, which would be prayers. I do. She says, he was unwilling at the time, but afterward he said to himself, although I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so she won't wear me out by her incessant coming. Boxing me in, it's it's an interesting term. But then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge is saying. Won't God do justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he be slow to help him? We're going to pray. We're praying that God won't be slow in ending this war. We're praying God will be quick, end it quickly. Quickly. We're going to pray that way. We're asking him to work quickly. We're not slow to rescue the hostages, but quickly. We're, We're praying that way. Will he be slow to help them? I tell you, he will quickly give them justice. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth, he says. So this is, prayer is important and critical and pivotal for God to act. He wants to act, but he's dependent on us to co-labor with him, to work with him through prayer to see it happen. So we need a speedy answer. We want it to happen. And that's true for healing, for bodies, too, if we're praying for healing. 
We know a great leader in the Messianic movement that, that was in, in critical, con intensive condition we were praying for, but they asked not to put it on social media. Then I saw someone already did, but it wasn't supposed to be put on any social media. But, you, but, you know, we're praying, we were praying, all praying at the rabbi's conf meeting I was at with, with, the, with the planning meeting for the IMCS. But you know what? We need quick, we, we need real answers. We're praying for that, and we're all praying that way. God treats Abraham as a prophet here, giving him access and assignment to interpose himself on behalf of others, to intervene, to intercede. He would take on a new role, his new role as the father of the multitude of nations, like God said. And so he prays, Ulai, Ulai. Let's say the word Ulai, Ulai. And he prays that word Ulai. It's perhaps, he says, six times he says, Ulai, perhaps, perhaps, in his negotiating with the Lord, one request short of seven, six times, and he stops. Six replies from God to Abraham. And a question I would have is, was God prepared to reply if Abraham had only continued and not stopped? Abraham stopped at 10 righteous persons. If you read the whole rest of the chapter, 10 righteous persons. He said, what if he gets him from, what, 50 down to 10? If, what if he continued? When the Lord discloses his plan to us, like he does in 1817, it's his invitation for us to intercede in prayer. When we take this on, it's a high and a holy and a heavenly calling. We actually intersect with heaven when we pray. Abraham thought there were 10 righteous individuals living in Sodom. There's a rabbinic uh, notion of the, called the Lamed Vavnik. I learned it in Hebrew school. I remember learning about there in school and training. It said that the, there are 36, it means 36 in Hebrew. The 36 righteous people are alive at any time in history in the world who, and, and that God preserves the world for that 36. It's just a tradition. It's not biblical. It's not biblical, but it's an interesting, interesting idea. 36. Well, Abraham gets down to 10. And I want to say there's a difference between praying for sinners to be spared and evil to be judged. I want to be clear about that. Hamas murdered, kidnapped, raped, beheaded, burned alive. Thousands of innocent people, infants, teenagers, women, the elderly, young children and babies not spared. Horrific, subhuman, demonic, demonic acts. They attacked Jews and non-Jews, Israelis and foreign nationals, citizens and tourists even. And God wants, will visit judgment and wants to just, just judgment upon those who did and do such things and the engine behind them. He will. And we can pray for judgment and justice. Revelation chapter 6, you say, well, that's not biblical, is it? Yes. How about There's all the Psalms and Gary and, shared, and Liz shared with us about that last week. Revelation 6, when the lamb opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those slaughtered for the sake of the word of God and for the witness they had. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, O sovereign master, holy and true, how long before you judge those who dwell on the earth and avenge our blood? Then a white robe was given to each of them and they were told to rest a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants was complete their brothers and sisters who were to be killed as they had been martyrs. And they were told, they were not told to stop praying that way for God's judgment. Psalm 79, oh God, the nations have invaded your inheritance. 
They, have, they gave the carcasses your servants as food for the, to the birds of the skies, the flesh of your saints to the, the beasts of the earth. They poured out the, their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a taunt to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to those around us. Pour out your wrath on the nations and those and, and that, that do not acknowledge you and on the kingdoms that do not call on your name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his country. For we're brought very low. Why should the nations say, where is their God? Let it be known among the nations that you avenge the shed blood of your servants. Let the prisoners groan come to you. By your great arm, preserve those who are doomed to die. Pay back into the midst of our neighbors sevenfold their reproach. The reproach they hurled at you, my Lord. So we, your people, the flock of your pasture, will praise you forever. That's Psalm 79. Just reading parts of it. And yes, at the same time, we still believe he wants all people to have the opportunity to repent and be washed in the blood of Yeshua's sacrifice and be reborn as hard as it is to imagine in the midst of this. 2 Peter 3.9 and 1 Peter 2.4. The gospel, the Besorah, the good news of Yeshua, his sacrificial death and resurrection, which creates heart transformation and new life. It's the only hope, amen? The only hope, the only ultimate solution for the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The only, it's the only way for true shalom, for true peace. Why did Abraham care about Sodom? Well, because his nephew Lot was there. For one, Abraham had gone to war to save Lot when he was captured by the four kings and gathering together an army and chasing the enemy as far north as Damascus in chapter 14 of Genesis. He cared about the righteous now in Sodom, perishing with the wicked. So as we pray now, let's pray now knowing that we have a new, we have a new role as redeemed, blood-bought sons and daughters, knowing that as we do, as we do, we rise into a very special, holy place before the living God, before the Holy One, approaching Him with confidence and courage to do battle. As we become spiritual fathers and mothers of a multitude of nations. That's what we're doing together, Jew and Gentile, all of us. Let's pray for Israel to win the war against evil and quickly. Let's pray for the hostages and their families. We're going to say this in the English verse. Glorified and sanctified be God's great name throughout the world, which he has created according to his will. May he establish his kingdom in your lifetime and during your days and within the life of the entire house of Israel speedily and soon and say, Amen. May his great name be blessed forever and to all eternity. Blessed and praised, glorified and exalted, extolled and honored, adored and lauded, be the name of the Holy One, blessed be He. Beyond all the blessings and hymns, praises and consolations that are ever spoken in the world, and say, Amen. May there be abundant peace from heaven and life for us and for all Israel, and say, Amen. He who creates peace in His celestial heights, may He create peace for us and for all Israel, and say, Amen. Yit kada vayit kada shmei raba Bayamadi varachurate vayamlich machute 
Bechayechon uvyomechon uvchayedechopet Israel. Bagala, bagala uvizman karif v'imru. Amen. Yehishmei Rabbah mevarach le'alamu me'amayah. Yitbarach, Yitbarach, Veyishtabach, Veyitbar, Veyitromam, Veyitnaseh, Veyitadar, Veyitalev, Veyitalal, Shemei Dekudasha, Brichu, Le'olam inko birchata veshirata, Tushbechata v'nechemata da'amim ram be'ama v'imru amen. Oseh shalom b'imromav, hu'yaseh shalom aleinu ve'yako Yisrael. Vimru, Vimru, Amen. Prayer is, um, we're all going to pray for a couple of minutes, but um, prayer to me has always been a conversation with God. Um, I don't, um, uh, you know, if, if I talk to God, it's praying. Okay, so free, please forgive me uh, that I like to write things down sometimes just to remember so I can get it all out with you, God. All right, because it's we have this thing that we need to go ahead and talk to him, and and so um, I want to thank you, Lord, for bringing um, our groups together, and Lord, thank you for putting it on my heart, Lord, that we needed to lift up uh, all of the um, the hostages uh, every single day, Lord, that we can, and Lord, lift them by name, and Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have uh, these uh, mighty prayer warriors, and Lord, we have um, in our prayers to you, Lord. You know that we cry out, Lord, we don't know what to pray. Uh, we don't know what to pray. And, and, and my humble sister, Frances, right in the, in the beginning says, Lord, we don't know what to pray. Tell us what to pray. And, Lord, uh, you put it on Francis's heart to just remind us all, Lord, that we need to go ahead and ask in our prayers, what do we pray? And, and you answered, Lord. You, you definitely answered. And then Beverly um, comes and says, you know, because we don't know how long, Lord, that we're going to pray. And Beverly comes out, and that same, that, that same verse that Rabbi just put up, ironically, Beverly prays it and says, Lord, we're going to keep coming back until you, tell, until you release them. You, and she told us about that widow. And, Lord, we, we have Liz that, that just says, Lord, show us through the Psalms, Lord, and you give us your word. And then we have Melissa, a recent widow who just lost her husband two weeks ago, the, for one of the first people, Lord, that you have her praying for is, is Shoshana Haran, who, who is a hostage, who loses her husband on October 7th, and a widow praying for a widow. Lord, how you have answered us, Lord, how you've brought this group, Lord. This is, this is supernatural, Lord. And then you have David, who is a, a former IDF soldier, in, in our midst praying for the IDF. Lord, we just... You showed us, Lord, how to pray. Lord, we will continue to keep coming back to you, Lord. 
And you've given us revelation. You've given us tears, Lord, as we pray for these little two-year-olds and three-year-olds and four-year-olds, Lord. You've given us revelation. You've given us insight. You've given us tears. And Lord, this week, you showed us something. You showed me something, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, when that Hamas evil, wicked man said on Thursday, Lord, that he will not stop, his organization will not stop until they annihilate Israel. They annihilate you. Lord, it brought me right back, Lord, that this we are all servants. But, Lord, this is an attack on you. Lord, you brought me right back to Abraham. And you showed me, Lord, the unconditional covenant that you made with Abraham and his descendants and the covenant you made with Israel. You only have made a covenant with one nation, Israel and its servants and all those who join in with Israel. Lord, thank you. Lord, we come against that enemy. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that we, Lord, that we stand with you, Lord, that they're trying to make you out of, a, making you a liar. Where is your God in Israel? Lord, we know that you exist. We know that you are there. We know that you will deliver Israel. We know that you will bring judgment. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege that we could just all reach out to you and give you praise and glory and know that you will have victory. In Yeshua's name. Abba, I need your heaven or how. I love you with all my heart, Lord. And yes, we don't know how to pray or intercede. We feel surrounded. We are your people, Lord. Adonai, Zebaot. That's what it says in Isaiah 48, Lord. And we as our, this community, as your people, come together, Lord, just to, to cry to you and to intercede. We are just like Job, Lord. Uh, we, we, we feel um, surrounded. We feel scared. Um, but we know, Father, that in your word, you give us hope. So I'm going to pray your word, Lord. I'm going to pray Second Chronicles 4.11. Like Asa said, I cry to the Lord, his God, O oh Lord, there is none besides you to help. And it makes no difference to you whether the one you help is mighty or powerless. Help us, O oh Lord, our God, for we rely on you and we go against this multitude in your name. O oh Lord, you are our God. Let no man prevail against you. Let no man prevail against you, Lord. Ve anilla dati go eli high. But I know that my Redeemer lives. Just like Job said, anilla dati go eli high. You live, Lord. And I just ask you, I want to intercede right now for the hostages, Father, that they are in this darkness. Father, when I was in darkness because of everything that was going on with us, you show yourself very clear. Be a light in the darkness, Father. Comfort them. Be, be their mind, the water, Father, that they don't have. Bring that living water to them, Lord, that they may have hope, like we have hope, that they might trust you like we trust you, Lord. And, Father, we have already prayed and interceded every single day that you come quickly, that you, Father, we, we said again and again and again that you are the God of impossibilities. You are the God that can do anything. You are a God that performs miracles. You are a God that reveals yourself. Father, give them wisdom, give them hachman, give them ways to be able to quickly, Father, take out the hostages. And Father, I want you to stop and hush the enemy. 
Like Jason just said to me this morning, Lord, finally all our enemies are being, are talking and are saying that they are our enemies. Yes, they are saying that they are our enemies, Father, but we standing with you. And Father, and I just also want to pray one more thing. There's so many lies going around, even in the believing world. They are coming to believe all this nonsense, Lord. And we know, as the word says, Lord, the word says that there are going to people be turning around. And they are, um, we are going to be oppressed. But it doesn't matter. We stand with you. And Father, I just ask you, Lord, that you comfort our people. Comfort them, Father. And we won't stop day and night. Continue praying and interceding because we know you are able and that you're going to come through. And one day we're all going to say, I'm Israel high. I'm Israel high. Amen. The eternal God is our refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Lord, I just pray that you and your love for your people, the covenant, Lord, that you have never broken, Lord, that you would rescue them speedily, Father. We entreat and beg you, Father, with all of our hearts, Lord. We pray as Yeshua prayed in Gethsemane, Lord, that our, our sweat is like drops of blood, Lord. We agonize for your people, Lord. We come, Lord, before you, faces on the ground, Lord, just asking you to relieve, the, to bring the hostages home. Lord, I pray that those who have specialized knowledge of tunnel war warfare, Lord, would just, you would give them hachma, as Francis said. You would give them insight, Lord. You would show them all the training that they have have a, a, a mass, Lord, that you would bring them to a place where they can penetrate this darkness, Lord, where you, Lord, can come in beside them, alongside them, and teach them. And, Lord, you say, you have trained my hands for war. You have given me, made me a weapon of war. And, Lord, we just pray, Father, that you have made us weapons of war, that every stronghold will come down. Every demonic force will be abolished, Lord. Every foe will be vanquished, Lord. Lord, we just ask you for victory for Israel, Lord. And we will not stop praying, Lord, until you give it to us, Lord. We will be like the widow who makes you tired of our coming, Lord. We will come and come and come, and we will not stop coming until you answer us, Lord, until you deliver the hostages. Lord, there are so many who are mourning because of their losses, Lord. We ask for that you would comfort them, Father. Lord, may your Ruach HaKodesh just fill us, Lord, this morning as we gather, as we corporately, as we entreat you, Lord, to bring your people home. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Adonai, I thank you that you hear us. I thank you that you've made a way. Lord, um, as an intercessor, I pray as the hostages. I also pray coming alongside of them 
prayer is miraculous, Lord. I pray from Psalm 119 this morning from the message. Your word says, in your love, listen to me. In your justice, God, keep me alive. My prayer, Lord, listen to me. Listen to your people in those tunnels, Lord. Keep them alive. Keep them safe. Lord, your word said, as those out to get me come closer and closer, they go farther and farther from the truth you reveal. Lord, this is the truth that you have revealed to the word that you tell the world Israel is your firstborn and Israel is your servant. And that is why they hate them, Lord, because they hate you. Let there be no daylight between Yeshua and the hostages in those tunnels. May he be with them, Lord. May he draw the IDF troops to them like a laser. And we ask you, Lord, to keep those troops surrounded by your troops, to keep them safe so that they accomplish their mission, Lord. Your word says, you are the closest of all to me, God. And that's what we're asking. Be close, be close to the troops, to the hostages, Lord, to the entire nation. And your word says, and all your judgments true. Lord, truth is twisted on campuses, in the news, all over. Purposely, purposely, Lord, did God really say, yes, God really said, Israel, my beloved. And that is what we stand on, Lord. And we don't want to listen to the lies. And we ask you to break the teeth of the lying spirits and break the back of all the demons. And Lord, we say you are God. Any other God that anyone else claims is false, Lord. And we stand in you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Barukata Adonai, Eloheinu Melech Haolam. As we have recently sung, O oh God, our praise shall ever, your praise shall ever be on our lips. We come praising you in the midst of a dark hour. We give you glory, we give you honor. We stand in front of demons and all of the hosts of hell and everything that is demonic and against you. And we say that our God reigns. In the midst of war, you reign. In the midst of what it seems like the whole world has lost its mind, you reign. And we give you glory, almighty God. And we come like David a man after your own heart, man you loved, who said some things to you in Psalm 40, in the midst of trouble. And we come, beginning at verse 13. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who tried to destroy me be humiliated and be put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble 
those who are taking delight in Israel's trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, aha, we've got them now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, the Lord is great. As for me, I am poor and needy, but that the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper. Lord, you are Israel's helper, and you are Israel's savior. Oh, God, do not delay. In the name of Yeshua, we say again, your praise shall ever be on our lips. We praise you, almighty God, in the name of Yeshua. Do not delay. We're bowing before you, Lord. Our hearts are broken in two, but you put them back together in the right time. We look at the screen and we see all of these who uh, earlier we saw those killed in the, in the party in the south, but then we see people uh, to, whose lives were destroyed by hatred and by, by evil. And now we're looking at those who have sacrificed their lives, just as you sacrificed your son, O oh Lord. They sacrificed their lives to protect our people. And Lord, don't let their sacrifice be in vain. May, may you restore what's been broken. And, and as we, as a people, Am Israel, are humbled before you, allow us to see you. Replace our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. May there be a national day of prayer in Israel. And may there be fasting. And may there be repentance. And Lord, reveal yourself to our people. We also pray the same for our enemy. And we pray that you will reveal yourself. May they repent even in the tunnels of their wicked ways. And though they need to see justice, we ask that you will be merciful also on our enemies. That you will spare the innocent, although none of us are innocent, truly. We pray that you will spare uh, the life of those that are caught in the crossfires. And Lord, we pray for our messianic brothers and sisters who are serving on the front lines. I think of many of them uh, who, who some of them have been visible and others uh, we don't even know what they're doing but I just pray that you will protect them give them a holy boldness we pray for those who have lost immediate family members and especially we pray for mothers and fathers who have lost children we know that there have been some orphaned as well but I especially my heart breaks for the mothers and the fathers who are having to bury their children. And Lord, that's going to continue. And, and our hearts are breaking for them. But during every single one of those Jewish funerals, and we know there were others, but during the Jewish funerals, the Kaddish is proclaiming how great you are, God. So prove it. We believe you will prove it. Show yourself mighty to us. I know that we're a, we're a broken people, and yes, we are a wicked and depraved generation that needs a sign, but you already knew that, so show us the sign. We need it, Lord. And, and yes, Lord, we also pray for our people, the Jewish people in the diaspora. We have grown fat and happy in America and in Canada and England, and this is rocking our worlds, Lord. 
you say that uh, that first you will send fishermen to restore us to our land, and and I think the rug is being swept out from underneath us for many of us in the diaspora, Jewish people, and and we don't feel as secure in our homes. We don't feel like that mezuzah on our door is a completely safe thing anymore. And, uh, and for those of us who have Hebrew names, some of us feel like we need to hide. Lord, give us boldness, but give us wisdom. Protect your people, and most importantly, reveal yourself to us, O oh Lord. Forgive us. For, uh, deal mercifully with us, O oh God. And deal mercifully with all of those who are standing against Israel and the Jewish people right now. Convict, Lord. But do it softly, we ask. For, for your name's sake, we know you're going to accomplish your will. And we trust in you to do it. It's painful at times. But may we grow closer to you throughout this. And may there be a deep sense of unity in the Jewish people. And, uh, and we do ask that you deal uh, mercifully with America and for those countries who are taking a bold stand to support Israel. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. So we're going to close with the benediction. If you've never trusted Yeshua, we always give an invitation. If you've never invited him into your heart, boy, um, we want to we encourage you, want to challenge you to do that right now. Say a, a, a prayer to have that new life. No matter where you're at, the most important thing you can do is have that relationship with God. He loves you. He loves, every, he loves everything about you. He's not against you. He's for you. And Yeshua paid the ultimate price to die for your sins. Just a prayer away, Lord, save me. Lord, I need a new heart. I have anger in my heart. I have sorrow in my heart. I have whatever in my heart. I have sinned. I have, Lord, save me. Thank you for dying for me, Yeshua. Thank you for giving your son for me. Uh, whether I'm Jewish, where I'm Arab, whatever my background, uh, whatever, I'm, whatever my background, Lord, I need you, God. I need you. I'm young. I'm old. I need you, Lord. And we all have done that. Many have done that here and had an amazing experience where he's taken our lives and made us, given us a new start. So I hope you, if you haven't done that, do it. And uh, it, there'll be folks here, but if you will, let's stand. And if folks that will pray will be up here to pray with you. If you're here today, if you're watching online, please write us. But if you're here and you'd like to pray with someone. <laughs> Yisa Adonai panave lecha, v'yasem lecha shalom. B'shem Yeshua HaMashiach, sar shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.